Hey guys, Clay Edwards here. I want to tell you real quick about RC Lawn Care. My buddy Richard Coley is going to be the guy you need to contact for all of your lawn maintenance needs. You can reach him at 601-502-3529. They offer roof-to-curb service, blowing off the roof, gutter cleaning, basic lawn care, including mow, trim, edge, and blow, full lawn cleanup, trash removal, garden supplies delivered, pine straw installs, driveway, and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care mowing. Again, 601-502-3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care. Proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. All right. This is the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. It starts now. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I'm, of course, Clay Edwards, joined here live on 103.9 FM WYAB by my partner in crime on Wednesdays and Fridays, Mr. Sean Yurt Karan. Good morning, Sean. Good morning, man. Good morning. How's it going? Man, I'm I'm just happy uh, to have another day and survive the impending alien invasion that I've just learned about as of Wednesday afternoon. Well, look, I've been on this for 20 years. I know you have. That's why I texted you yesterday. I was like, you're going to love this congressional. Did you see the congressional testimony? Uh, bits and pieces. Bits and pieces. I was working and actually busy at work, so I didn't get to really tune in like I wanted to. But I've caught a few highlights of it. Apparently, we've killed people to keep it a secret. Yeah. Shocker. Uh, <laughs> right. Told you. You know, we were just talking about conspiracies at JFK the other day and 9-11 and all that stuff. And now it just kind of compounds that stuff. You know, part of me wants to be like, God, these conspiracy, uh, excuse me, conspiracy theories are crazy. But then you see this, you're like, maybe not so crazy. Yeah. I mean, like I said, if we can hide spaceships and dozens of them and they can be found on archaeology digs. And of course, this is how the pyramids were built, too, is uh, with aliens, not slaves. Um, of course, our government will fly bit planes into buildings. Yeah. I to, mean, to, to pass some legislation to put their thumb on top of us. I tell you what, the, uh, the the alien thing just – and the way – you know, the guys that they had testifying to it, too, were, were really credible people. Sure. And uh, one of them, I think, was involved in that, what, the 2004 Tic Tac incident? Is that what it's called? Yes. Yeah, and they uh, – he said – he testified. He said that the uh, the space – whatever it was, the UAP or UFO, as they call it, either one, UAP or UFO – were, it was technology that we didn't possess in 2004 that we don't possess today and we wouldn't be able to possess within the next 10, 20, 10 to 20 years. Yeah. I mean, look, it's phenomenal. But until they actually come out and they, and they pull the curtain back and they show us what they got, mm-hmm. and still, eh, what are they trying to distract us from? The Hunter Biden. I think that whole deal was a distraction from the Hunter Biden thing. As the, much as I want to believe, as much as I do believe, I still think the timing was not an accident. It was the same day as the Hunter Biden um, clown show. Oh, the, the plea, right. Yeah, the plea. So, I don't know. What are they distracting us from? Well, if they are trying to – that's another thing I read. I don't know if I sent it to you yesterday. That is, I guess if they're trying to distract us, they're not doing a good job because apparently nobody – Twitter was blowing up with this, and it was really funny. Apparently, nobody cared. Like, you know, they were saying, like, 10 years ago, people were like, oh, my God, aliens. Mm-hmm. But, like, nobody cared. It was, like, all this, this stuff about it, how people just weren't that interested anymore, the, like they would have been. Like, because things are so crazy right now with everything else we got going on that, like, they're like, oh, aliens, no big deal. I'm, I'm telling you, it goes back. Uh, Mike Madison, who has show here still some, he, he brought this up. So I want to make sure I give him the credit for it. It was, you know, we tore, we tore a hole in the space-time continuum of the Internet, with the, is the dress gold or is it blue? Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember that, sure. That that broke America. That broke the world. Mm. And we haven't been the same since. And Trump came through 
that hole in the space-time continuum down that escalator. At that time, right? Yes. And, and that's where it's got us to where we're at now. I mean, because think about it. Like, Clay, we were sitting around in 2005, and someone told us aliens, uh, there is actual proof of you know biologic material from aliens and spacecraft. Yeah. I mean, we, nobody would talk about anything else than that. Think about it being told to you in a pre-fake news media world. Yeah, I mean, it would be—you'd just be obsessed with it. The whole—I mean, we'd all be, you know, building bomb shelters or whatever else you're going to do. You know, there'd be crazy. There'd stuff. be ads on TV. Get your alien shelter now. One eight hundred five three zero seven six six five. You know, they'd get Randy Quaid to play Russell Case again, and yeah. people would be dressing up like him, and even ads. I mean, it'd be huge. Oh, absolutely. Now, now we're just like I know. Take, we're, but we're, I'm embarrassed to take them to our leader. Yeah, that, that's what we were having that debate last night, and uh, and uh, you know, would alien leadership be better in Jackson than the current leadership? Yes. I'm going to go with yes. Like Howard the Duck would have this stuff fixed. It's going to be a hard right just. away. It's going to be a hard just for me. Yeah, or Alf. You know, Alf could have fixed the roads. Howard, you know, <laughs> one of my favorite. Now, of course, if if you if they did this now, I would call it grooming. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's got a pornography in a movie. That opening scene of of Howard the Duck. Yeah, uh, where of he, course, where, he, where he's. <laughs> pleasuring himself to a play duck magazine yeah on the toilet. yeah oh yeah i'll never forget that i'd be so mad about that now yeah people would just get triggered actually i was saying that yesterday like would the aliens be canceled by the left and the right today i think they would i think the the right would get up there and say we're going to cancel the aliens because you know this is counter to biblical teachings and then the left would be like they're also anti-lgbt and they're racist like and like <laughs> it would just be a, a cancel on both sides like i would think i would think that aliens are non-binary right yeah exactly if, i mean if you were ever going to get me to bind any of this non-binary crap it would be the way aliens have been presented to me my entire life but if they treat us poorly like the left would say hey they're racist uh, to uh, humans you know like so they're definitely racist like this is what it is and the human race they're against oh. that and then so na- now <laughs> now all lives matter yeah all lives matter at that point like that's what would happen and then uh and i said the right would be like this can't be true i mean this is against the bible so it would just be a it'd be a war of like who hated the aliens the most oh all right a couple things here. I met a bunch of country club conservatives yesterday at the Neshoba County Fair. You were telling me. They're right. probably tuned in right now thinking, what? Get, 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 please get me back to Super Take. <laughs> you know, well, they're talking about aliens and racist aliens. Racist aliens, right. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the show. <laughs> uh, but I'm also trying to thought there's going to be something else about these aliens that I, that I thought of. Neither here nor there. I downloaded that series you talked about, the uh, Aliens at History Channel, whatever it's called. Yeah, um, Ancient Aliens. Yeah, and I, I was about to I watched the first episode, yeah, but I just got all into this, and I ended up uh, turning on ID4. I couldn't help it, because a friend of mine was like, I've never seen Independence Day. I'm like, are you alive? Like, <laughs> you've never watched Independence Day? And, uh, and he said he had, and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to watch it tonight. You know, you need to watch it. So. Look, man, so we did get in a show yesterday. It was a blast. It really is. I'm telling you, if if you call yourself a politico, if you love keeping up with politics and you don't get up there for the political speeches at least once, you're doing yourself a disservice. I don't care what side you're on, who you like. It is fun. It is old school. It's like seeing the old footage of political rallies in the 60s and 70s and stuff. Like, It's neat. It's old Mississippi. I, I grew up seeing those pictures of Ronald Reagan going there in the in the seventies and eighties and stuff, mm-hmm. and you know, and it hasn't changed much up there. Right. You know, it's just it, it's neat. It's it's Americana. Um, we walked around. I want to give a shout out to a couple people real quick here that fed me. <laughs> <laughs> the most important thing. The most important part, man. I want to give a shout out to uh, Camp Murphy and his family um, for allowing us to 
kind of hijack their cabin and eat some food and drink some drinks and have a good time. Uh, then I also want to shout out uh, Laura Dees and her family for letting us hang out in her cabin for a little while, shoot the breeze, hear some good war stories. Her, her grandfather, Laura Dees' grandfather, and I'm not going to get too deep into it because I don't want to misquote. We're going to have her on the show one time and let her tell the story. He, he, was, he was part of the, the defense teams for the Mississippi burning people. Oh, okay. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, talking about like in two thousand five or the orig- like the, the federal original. trials in the sixties. The original. I think there was a federal trials in the sixties. Yeah. Yeah. So he he was part of their defense teams. Oh, neat. Okay, like yeah. Ray Killen is that the guy's name? And, I guess so. Whoever yeah. those guys up there. Yeah, that's shit. Right. I think you know. I of course read about that just like we all have, and then they made a movie about it in the nineteen eighties with yeah. William Defoe and Gene Hackman. But it's not. Yeah, the Mississippi Burners. They, they, they changed names and that. And it's not the same town. I think in the movie and. Yeah, that, 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 I, I don't know the. About the historical accuracies of the movie or not, but uh, the original, like the the guys that you know got accused of the killings mm-hmm. of the civil rights guys, yeah, the deputies, the, right, the freedom riders, yeah. So I guess he was the 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 lawyer for those people, okay. And, and apparently, just has a history. The family has a rich history of doing a bunch of law. They're all lawyers up up there, neat, okay. in, in in that area. And I guess one of them, her grandfather. There's a story about something with the Supreme Court. And putting some mistletoe on his butt and telling him to kiss his butt one time. So when so when he passed after he passed away, they had a ceremony there at the Supreme Court, and they they re, re they reenacted this that scene. That's awesome. His, his thing, and he would he would always go to court barefooted. Really? So we just got to hear some great stories yesterday, right? Just patio, yeah. just patio pimping. There's nothing better than Mississippi politics stories. I yeah. mean, I, everybody just loves them. They're just so there's just so outlandish. There is, you know, that you just the stuff you hear. You're like, it's, it's when you're involved in that world. I think, and you hear, you know, I hear, especially when I was in the prostitute community, you hear so many of these stories. You're like, man, did how do these people get away with some of this stuff? You're like, it's crazy. And, and, and Trump can't even wave a classified document yeah, around. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he would have fit in in the in, in Mississippi in the 50s and 60s in terms. Of the politics, and not the, I'm not talking about that bombastic kind of bombastic character. The bombast, what I mean, yeah, know. bombastic characters, yeah. So, but look, a couple things. I thought that Brandon Presley and Tate Reeves. To, obviously, I don't like Brandon Presley's politics, mm-hmm. and I hadn't been a fan of most of Tate Reeves. I can't let the COVID stuff go. You're an equal hater. I, I am. I'm an essential worker, Tate Reeves. You're an unessential politician. They both, however, brought ruthless aggression to their speeches. To their speeches. So Tate got out there and like did a Mel Gibson like freedom kind of speech. It, it was good, huh. but nice. he he went up. Everybody I talked to, even some of his most staunch supporters, all agree he went about three minutes too long. Okay, and it ain't no mistake either. He really went about three minutes longer than he was supposed to, and that was the worst three minutes of his speech. He he had everybody riled up, you know, talking about the transgender stuff and. In Mississippi, girls play girls sports and boys play boy sports. The place erupts. Don't you think, like, though, and he should have walked off right there? Don't you think, though, that he like we've talked about country club Republicans and all that stuff all the time? But I feel like that kind of stick feels is better suited to someone like Chris McDaniel, who's able to kind of play that better. Like when Delbert or Tate do it, I'm like, this looks not real. You do, do you know what I mean? Uh, well, I agree a hundred percent, especially Delbert. Yeah, I mean, the Delbert commercials are just hysterical. Can I tell you something funny about Delbert? Real yeah, quick? go ahead. This dude, all right, so at the Ted Nugent concert the other night. Delbert was there? He was there. No way. When Ted's on stage calling calling him a rhino and that you should vote for Chris McDaniel. Wait, you're telling wait, wait a second. Back up. Delbert husband was at the Ted Nugent concert. Yes, I didn't know he was that- there. We, all right, so I went to a fundraiser last night, mm-hmm. and we're sitting at the table with some folks, and 
somehow another uh, the McDaniel Delbert stuff got brought up, and I I was like, yeah, I was at Ted Nugent the other night, and 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 Ted supported Chris from the stage. He goes, he said, did you know that Delbert was there? Apparently, he's a Ted Nugent fan. So we're sitting there at the table. I'm like, could you imagine? Like, let me just say, I'm at Brett Mike, a Brett Michaels Poison show. I'm been their lifelong fan, <laughs> and they start chewing me out and. Or I'm running for office or something. <laughs> or there's another radio guy that like, don't listen to that 103.9 guy. He's a rhino. Listen to this guy over here. Yep. I would like. What do you mean? I'd throw something at him. I'm just still have this mental picture of Delbert Hoseman at the Ted Nugent concert. If you said it was like James Taylor, or like the Lawrence Welk Orchestra, or whatever it's called, like I'd be like, yeah, I could see Delbert going to that. But I mean, Ted Nugent, I just don't. Who's him the, or Tate? Either, you could put either one of them at Ted. I'd be like, these guys are not at the Ted Nugent concert. Who was it in the eighties, like the the gospel country singer Tom Jones or something? That I may have his name wrong, but he went back. He did decided to do a metal album, and he did an album cover him wearing like all black leather. Like he should have been a black leather. Like he should have been an extra in Police Academy's Blue Oyster Bar. <laughs> I always use that phrase too. I love that movie. But uh, that, that that's what I vision with um with the, what's his name uh. Delbert Delbert going to a Nugent concert. I just was he wearing does any is there any photographs of this or I don't know. or is this just urban legend that Delbert was It came from a credible source and the, there was it wasn't like said with sarcasm at all. Okay, I just uh that Delbert was at the Nugent concert. This is a conspiracy. Right? <laughs> He's got that cat scratch fever. Yeah, I guess so. stranglehold, you know, on the election. Oh, all right. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's take a break real quick. Come back and I do want to get into a we're going to talk about the we're going to talk about these documents and all that fun stuff. I mean, I guess. I don't know. And I want to, What I really want to talk about is the country club conservatives versus MAGA conservatives. We're, we ain't the same. We ain't the same. I want to get uh, a lefty's opinion. Pat Boone is who uh, who Pat came, Boone. Pat, Pat Boone, Boone came yeah, out Pat with, with a, air quotes in the studio. I know exactly album. what you're talking about now. Yeah, that's like Delbert. And the, somebody, Delbert if you've got Nugent. a picture of Delbert at the uh, Ted Nugent, please send it in. Or Seven, something. Si- the Guns of Gear text line, 769-241-1944. we got a bunch to talk about this morning. we got the Hunter Biden stuff. We've got the Trump, another Trump indictment. And I got to meet Jackson's water czar, Ted Hennepin, yesterday. Saw that photo, man. So, Did you thank him? And I also ran into Barbie Bassett. Yep, saw that, So I got too. a Barbie update. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Caron. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show here with Sean York Caron on 103.9 FM WYAB. Hey, tonight is the big night. It's the big weekend down there at the memorial. The memorial. But... At the Keith Killebrew Memorial Rodeo at the Mississippi Coliseum. I was down there last night for the sponsor dinner and auction and all that fun stuff. Great job. Great event they've put together. A bunch of great sponsors involved in this thing. Ran into a bunch of folks last night. Had some great barbecue. Cooked their own spot. I don't know if it was done by Dag folks or what restaurant cooked it. It don't matter. It was amazing. Anyway, come out tonight. Mississippi's very own Chapel Heart. We'll be performing to close out the show around 9, 9.30, somewhere about that time. It starts at 7. They got bull riding. They got barrel racing. They got the poker table of death, the cowboy poker table. You know what that means? That's a table they set out in the middle of this thing. They got a bunch of dumb cowboys around it. And look, I'm just saying, if you do this, you're dumb. No, no insult. Nothing personal. I hope. I wish you the best, and I'm, gonna, I'm going to be entertained by your stupid stupidity. <laughs> anyway, they got the poker table out there, and they unleashed the bulls on it. They unleashed the bulls onto the poker table. 
That is going to be the most entertaining thing you've ever seen. And then the main event is not the bull riding. Bull riding is usually the main event at these things. The main event is the Mexican bull fighting. It's going to be insane. I can't wait. I'll be out there tonight uh, to see Chapel Heart. Tomorrow night you can see Drake Milligan, up-and-coming country superstar. Buy your tickets now in advance. Killabrewrodeo.com to reserve your, your seats or get them at the door tomorrow night or tonight or tomorrow night. The party starts at 7. And uh, I think the concerts start around 9. That's two hours of rodeo action followed by two full-length major concerts. There's even bands and entertainment in between. I was looking at the itinerary before I went to bed last night. It, it's a lot of bang for your buck. It's the Keith Killebrew, the first annual Keith Killebrew Memorial Rodeo starting tonight and tomorrow night down at the fairgrounds at the Mississippi Coliseum. Will Delbert be at the rodeo? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Pander and Delbert. All right, so you and I had a conversation. I'm here joined by Sean York Ron in the studio. The Guns and Gear text line is 769-241-1944. If you guys want to call in, as long as you're staying on topic, 601-879-0002. Not so much of an open forum today. 601-879-0002. We, after we got off the air the other day, it was Wednesday, we were talking, mm-hmm. and we got into a great conversation about the country club, white-collar conservatives yeah. versus MAGA conservatives. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to explain to Sean that we ain't the same. It's two different. They talk about two, two different wings of the same bird type deal. We generally, there's a few things that we agree on. It's typically God, guns, abortion. You know, smaller government mm-hmm. somewhere. I question them wanting smaller government. They always want their, their fingers in the pot of more They just stuff. want to spend the money on what they want to spend the money on. Just, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's this, when I say country club conservative, I'm talking about these uniparty shields. Mm-hmm. Though you're, you're Delbert Mc, your Del, I won't say Delbert McClinton. <laughs> your Delbert Hosemans of the world. Your Tate Reeves of the world. You know, they, they pander to, to big business, to big interest. Mitt Romney, something like that. Th- those kind of guys. George Bush. Yeah. You know. Then you had your MAGA conservative, your blue collar. People that used to be uh, probably Democrats in the 80s. Yeah. You know, people who are look like a lot like me. People that got calloused hands. Not that I do, but, you know, similarly, mm-hmm. if I did. Yeah. I used to have calloused hands. Not, not now, selling uh, cars, right? Not now, selling cars. <laughs> when I was working on them, I did. Yeah. Anyway. Tattooed, blue collar, you know, mm-hmm. people that still love America, still love our military, support and respect the police. Like the Reagan Democrats in the 80s kind of thing is what yeah. you're saying? Yeah. Reagan Republicans, Reagan Democrats. Oh, yeah. You know, small town American folks that still put family values in front of everything. Mm-hmm. Try that in a small town folks. Yeah. You know, and I'm outing nonsense aside, but small town Americana. We ain't the same as. As the the country club conservatives, and I don't mean this to be insulting to them. I, mean, I ran into a bunch yesterday. Mm-hmm. They were very polite to me, but at the end of the day, I know I'm not allowed in their little circle. Okay, I'm kind of the I'm like the little 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 show pony to come through every now and then. Like, oh, you do a radio show? Yeah, you're, you're all right. You can have a beer with us. Yeah, you know. But you're not coming to the country club. Yeah, but I, right. Now, I, my boy, my boy Corey brings me out to a reunion every now and then. That's a different story. That's okay. a, that's a party. Yeah, that, that, when I when I'm talking about these country club conservatives, I am not necessarily talking about reunion because that's a party out there. I, yeah, I've heard that is that's a good time. You know, p- pineapple pineapples nonsense, and all pineapple <laughs> nonsense aside, they they that's some good people out there. 
But <clears throat> some of these other ones, I know, I know people are wrecking their cars laughing about that right yeah, now. Yeah, oh, there you go. Um, I mean, but, but generally pineapples speaking, are sold out at Kroger today. These people who pay two and three thousand dollars to go go to a a political dinner mm-hmm. to try to curry a little favor, bro, I yep. just ain't with it. That they they don't speak for me. And the problem I have with them is these are the people who are driving, who are pushing these agendas. They're the people that pay these lobbyists. Mm-hmm. And it does not seem to be working out for any of us. Yeah, I think what we were talking about that off air that day. You know, what Demo- I, Democrats, too. I'm just talking about. Yeah, you're talking about your side on this. Yeah, right? I'm talking about my side. Democrats do it, too. They're, we're going to get to your side here in a minute. Sure. Well, that's what I, I think what I was telling you off air. Like, what I obviously I don't agree with. Chris McDaniel on basically everything, but the um, one thing I respected about his movement back in fourteen was it kind of was directed towards the blue collar worker, not the country club Republican set. And they kind of I felt like they kind of said like, "Hey man, we're no, they're just pretending to like all the things we like. You know, we want somebody that actually does like them." And McDaniel kind of gave them that, yeah. and they broke apart. And that's where you saw that whole war between him and the Thad Cochran barber machine kind of group. And I thought that was pretty interesting. I, 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 you know, from a, as an outsider observing it, I, you, you like to see those kinds of movements where they're breaking apart, saying, "Hey, man, we're getting taken advantage of here. Well, we're go, tired of this." Let's go back to the Tea Party. Yeah, it was sort of the same thing. I mean, I, it from was before, a national before, perspective. Right? Yeah, from yeah. a national perspective, Kim Wade and a couple guys started the thing here. Yeah, you know, so you had a local version of it, but mm-hmm. nationally, it's like you know, I mean, this 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 Mitt Romney type political party. This ain't this ain't us. But yeah, you don't represent us. You don't represent Mississippi. You don't represent Southern values uh, or any of that stuff. I think that goes back to what I was just saying about Delbert and Tate when they start talking about culture war issues. It's just that's not who they are. Mm-mm. You know, that's not them. Um, I've seen Lynn Fitch do it too. I don't think that's who she is either. Uh, it's it, there. There are politicians that are good at that. That's and that's maybe who they are. McDaniel. That's what. That's kind of his shtick. I'm the culture war guy. No, I'm going to fight on the culture war. Uh, but Delbert Hoseman is a policy guy. <laughs> Tate's a policy guy. It just doesn't seem to me like they're when they run these commercials. It just takes away from you know what they're actually good at. Yeah. The things that they're good at. And like now we're seeing these Delbert Hoseman commercials against talking about transgender issues. I mean, does anybody really think that Delbert Hoseman cares about transgender issues? And I'm not talking bad about. It. I mean, I I like him fine. I, I mean, but it's just that's not the his fact, his stick. The fact that you like Delbert tells me everything. Well, I, I told you why before. Delbert. I you knew him or my dad did back in those days and yeah i mean i'd obviously i'd vote for him over chris mcdaniel because i'm a democrat though there you go but what i'm saying is that's not their stick they're playing to let me let me play to the what you're talking about the blue collar working class people and things that they care about and then they're like oh yeah man we we, you know uh, boys shouldn't play girls sports i mean doesn't tate have a commercial like some girls playing soccer and he's talking about i'm going to defend this and I'm going to defend the you know girl sports and I mean, it just was, sounds ridiculous. I, I I have not seen the Tate commercial and I have also not seen the Brandon Presley commercial. I had to pull the Brandon Presley commercial up on YouTube before we went on air here mm-hmm. just just to see it. And, and as, on the flip side of that, Brandon Presley's commercial to me is ridiculous when I watch it because it's him with like a saw and he's cutting up a car or some steel. I don't know what it is and he's you know talking about he's he's trying to play to the Bubba's. Yeah, you know, Jim Hood did that a little bit in 2019. I thought. I mean, it's like, yeah, I'm a I'm a good old boy. I'm cutting up this car, and I mean, it's just like to me, it's like the, that's like the Democrat version of when Republicans sit in a truck and have a gun and shoot a bird, like gun, truck, bird. I mean, it's it, it's. I think they're just making fun of all of us. That's what that that infuriates me. It, it does. It, it's it's lowest common denominator, and unfortunately, there are some low common denominator bubbas out there that see that and like, I like that guy. Yeah. 
You know, and it works. It's the sad thing. They're, they don't ask questions of like, and I'm talking about this is on either side. Like, what is this person going to do for me? What's he going to do for the state? What's he going to do for the country? It's like a guy. I mean, I'm not voting for somebody because he's cutting up a car or he's sitting in a truck shooting a bird. I mean, that's that, those things just are irrelevant to anything to me. I mean, there, there's a couple guys running. I, I, I want to keep their names out of this. Sure. And what position, you know, but they're, they're here in the Tri-County area and they're running for a seat down at the Capitol. One of them, and I like both guys well enough. Mm-hmm. One of them's playing the "I'm a preacher" card, yeah. and the other one's playing, and they're they're both Republicans. They're trying to get primary in each other, and the other is playing the uh, "I've got the nicest looking family" in all my photos card. Yep, that's right. And that's but the- neither one have told us what they're going to do when they get down there. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's that's what I find aggravating. I want people who are going to do stuff. Like, I want to know. I don't care. Again, I've said this before. If you got the R by your name, I get it. God, guns, country, family. Yeah, if you were against that, like, how are you a Republican? Yeah, like, what, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. What, what kind of what kind of plan do you have when you get down there? And that's too many of these conservatives run for these positions with, I go to this church, I got the prettiest family, mm-hmm. look at me, uh, I, I go to the most breakfasts, or I go to the most gripping grins, or whatever, and uh, shake hands and kiss babies. I'm tired of politics as usual. That's why I love Trump. That's why he doesn't I, do that. You're right about. I mean, he does it. He does it in a funny way, right? Yeah. And what I mean by that is like the other day, DeSantis is you know DeSantis has gone all the way right on the culture war issues, especially transgender and LGBT stuff. And then Trump, they ask him, he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll ban transition care for everyone." I don't think that's something he'd ever do. It's just the way he is. You know, like he just says like these mm-hmm. bombastic things. Like Donald Trump doesn't even need to me, in my opinion, talk about culture war issues because he's the reason people vote his base. They vote for him. Yeah. They don't vote because he's anti-trans or he's he's this, that. It's because they, they like what he represents, which is kind of like a kick to the system. And that's well, what they enjoy about him. It but, is. It, it, and I've said this before here. It's not my fault that a New York billionaire – was more relatable to me mm-hmm. than any other person with an R by their name. It's, it, it says how far apart the people with the, just an R by their name, the country club conservatives, yeah. have gotten from their base. Or what they – and, you know, it's, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a creature of their own making when you think about it because they sold this line for so many decades. And I, I used to joke around and I, I said I could write a Republican ad in like half a second, you know, it's like – I love God, guns, and Jesus twenty four percent more than my opponent, and that's and that's what the the ad is. You I'll know? get Chat GPT to do one during the break. Yeah, right, and that's and what I it is. You know? be something along those lines. I mean, and uh, and then that's what and they've been running that, and they've been trying to appeal that to that base for so long, and finally it caught up to them, and I think it just kind of now it's what you're seeing is kind of caused that division in the party where. The, those Republicans, or you're talking about the country club Republicans, are having a hard time running with that old message that they've been doing for 20, 30 years, whatever it is. And that's why we're joking right now about Delbert and Tate trying to play that when it just doesn't work for them. And they need, to, but they need the blue collar based Republican Party to get elected. So that's why they've got to try that. That's why they've got to throw that out there. I think they'd be better off if they just were more authentic of who they are. Like I'm, I'm a policy guy. That's who I am. Yeah. I'm not the, I'm not the culture war Chris McDaniel dude. Yeah, I mean, um, Brandon Presley called Tate out, and he said, and I, I, it was great. He goes, he calls himself a numbers guy. He calls himself a numbers guy. He, how did he miss all those numbers on the temp scandal? You <laughs> yeah, know, I just thought, I thought that was great. Funny. And then, of course, Tate comes out and the f- open a line is, you know, I'm a numbers guy. 
Yeah. And he's like, and the numbers I see are our schools are this much better. And this because the Democrats hate that because it busts open their narrative. And he's right. They and we've discussed. this. Yeah, they do hate that Mississippi has gotten marketably better without big government uh, helping us. Yeah, because I think we're well, the the New York Times did a good uh, article about this about a month ago, talking about how well Mississippi has done is kind of a model for the nation and other yeah. states. Have, and then the L.A. Times like did a hit piece on it, yeah. which was which was not accurate to it. But the um, yeah, I mean, that's a, there's things that Tate Reeves does well. Yeah. You know, he is like I know you, there's things that you don't like about him at all. But what I liked about him was we had the floods in Jackson. He handled that very well. I thought he handled. I mean, I know you didn't, but I thought initially he handled COVID well because he just he's a very calm, direct kind of guy. Like he just he, he started. This is what we're gonna do. He's got a plan. That's kind of what leaders do. They have a plan. And but what, what I don't like about him is when he starts pandering and being this other thing that he's not. Yeah. And I think it's it, ridiculous. I think it turns people off. Now he's gonna win regardless. I mean, yeah. it's not like he's gonna lose. But I know. And, and somebody just texted in and asked why 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 how, why haven't we included Dr. John Wiltshire in this? in this conversation and just because and he though he's going to be on the show here uh, i've agreed to have him on the show i just am, and i hope he hope he does well i'm just being realistic here we're talking about an incumbent governor yeah. that's being primaried by guys that uh, never been in politics it's it's going to be tough yeah, yeah he's uh, let's, let's just be honest yeah i mean tate's tate's going to win the primary he's going to win he's going to get reelected. the only democrat that was going to beat tate was jim hood in 2019 yeah and, and that was – he had the closest shot, and even that wasn't super close. I mean, I forgot to take one by with six points or something, five points. So, I mean, I think, you know, it just uh, – that that was the shot, was Jim Hood. And, you know, I worked for Jim Hood over at the AG's office, and I actually went to his election night party. I wanted him to win. He yes. didn't win. I don't, I don't see a Democrat having a chance for maybe another 10, 20 years in the state in terms of statewide politics. Well, I think by then the state completely flipped blue, too. Yeah, I think right with demographic changes. Yeah. Of course, that'll that'll change. But I think where we are now, that's not going to. If more gonna Republicans don't start moving to Mississippi like they have other red states, mm-hmm. Mississippi ain't going to be red another fifteen years. Yeah, I think there's a, they've done some stats on that. Too. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll pick this up on the other side. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Run. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, it's pizza night at Acme. Pizza and daiquiris going into the weekend here. Come in hard, come in fast. Get you some Acme pizza and daiquiris. You can get it delivered. You can dine in or you can carry out. You can also carry out or get delivered frozen daiquiris. That's right. Not too many people are offering them with the the right alcohol mix to get them delivered. Acme pizza and daiquiris is. That's right. They got nine different frozen daiquiris on tap. You got 12 different specialty pizzas. You can always custom build your own or try the Wheel of Flavor with three different specialty pizzas piled onto one pie. Check them out. They're located right there in Fannin Mart on the res. And they are open late, open daily at 4 p.m. and open late to at least midnight. If uh, if somebody, I know Chip Matthews. If somebody's in there at midnight trying to spend a buck, Chip Matthews is going to stay there and take their buck. So <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just know Chip. He should have been a certain religion. I ain't going to say which one. But uh, anyway, I kid. Uh, check out Acme Pizza and Daiquiris. I think uh, Chris Davis plays there on the weekends. I'm not sure Friday, Saturday nights, uh, that schedule. But check them out today and uh, tell them I sent you. If you get it delivered on Take a Break Deliveries, use the promo code CLAY601, all caps. Save 5 bucks if it's your first time. Use them if you're a returning customer. You know that you get a promo code every time, every day. 
You just got to follow them on social media or sign up for notifications on the Take a Break Deliveries app. All right, Sean, let's pick this conversation back up where we kind of left off here. Sure. Talking about the uh, kind of two different two different type of conservatives. You know, I think real, realistically, mm-hmm. there should be four parties. Yeah, there really should be. Because you got, you got the left and the right. Mm-hmm. There's, there's the far left and there's the traditional liberal. Right. Then on the right side, you've got what I, we got MAGA and we have that other side. Mm-hmm. And we're all kind of forced to, to get along. And it doesn't feel like anybody's best interest is being served here on either side. Yeah, I mean, I think you're. I mean, I guess the the initial reason is we're together on those each of those sides because if we vote in, as a block, some of the things we want to get done will yeah. get done. Hopefully, right? I mean, that's why we do it. Yeah. I mean, like some of the things, like I mean, if uh, if MAGA vote, well, I don't know. I think if MAGA voted with like the the, the traditional liberal, there'd be some things that are policy goals that are similar there too. Like yeah. like we've talked about before, the Bernie Sanders voters in 2016 flipped to Donald Trump. Because there were a lot of things that he was talking about, the populist stuff that they agreed with. I, you know, you make a great point. I think MAGA and the traditional liberal make a better make better bedfellows than who we're currently in bed with. Yeah, I think there's a lot, except for side. maybe the you know the some a, of the culture war stuff and, they know. do. Yeah, it would be a problem, obviously. But I think the things like I'm gonna say this again, like single payer health care, that is stuff that I could see Donald Trump actually pushing. Like even though it's a government program, where but it's more it's kind of a populist issue as well. Where the country club Republicans never going to do that, and um, and and there are just other things like the uh, Made in America stuff Trump was pushing. That's a big was a big Bernie Sanders thing. We're like, let's bring back manufacturing in America. Let's cut out all this. You know, let's balance the, the trade deficit with China. Those are things that like the Bernie people believed in. That Trump also believed in. So there are a lot of similar issues that those groups agreed on because like the, no wars, no wars, right? They're anti-war. The um, the the people the blue collar voters especially in, in the uh, Rust Belt that voted for Donald Trump were people that could also vote for Bernie Sanders because there's lots of things that they agreed with there too the blue collar workers that were Democrats back in the 70s and 80s and 90s and now they flip because they felt the Democratic Party the left side the far left had become like an elitist faculty lounge politic party which is true I mean it's like what that part of the party has become it's become fa- what they call faculty lounge politics. And, uh, you know, like felons voting in jail, which actually Bernie Sanders didn't mention one time, or stuff like these, these crazy issues that your average American, even if you are a Democrat or liberal, like do- doesn't agree with. Like they think things like that are kind of like a little bit out there. And so that group pushed that blue collar Rust Belt voter away from the Democrats to Donald Trump, I think is what you said, and to the Republican Party as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I hate to go down the rabbit hole of felons voting in jail because I do believe felons should get their voting rights back. Oh, 100%. I'm with you. Like, yeah. yeah, I think there's a difference there. Like, I don't know if they should be voting while they're in jail. No, I don't. But once you've, once you've paid your debt back to society. 100% agree that that should be done. And, yeah. I, and, I, and I love the way, to me, when, when Dem- D- Democrats insinuate that there's no felon, there's no Republicans that are felons when they do that. They, <laughs> yeah, they, obviously, they, they do it because they think it's going to benefit them. Mm-hmm. You know, well, if we get if we get people in jail voting, you know, that's going to help us. I mean, we're supposed it's to pass why out want to do that. Absentee ballots in jail. I mean, I just don't. You know, the, the uh, I mean, they are absent. I mean, and you know, yeah. I know plenty. Of, I know plenty. Believe it or not, I know plenty of Republicans who Trump supporters who have gone to jail. Yeah, I, I mean, there's right. There's exactly there's tons of people. James Carville, who was one of my favorite political strategists ever, it did a podcast about this. And he was obviously on the Democratic side, and he said, you know, he said 
where do we come up with stuff like this as Democrats, felons voting yeah. in jail? It's like this is where we – he said the American people, if you look at the poll, it agrees with us on a lot of the issues, majority of the issues actually. But when you do things like this, like talk about – um, talk about felons voting in jail or a dude can play in, a, in women's sports. I said you lose that group of Americans that were with you on things like health care, you know, that were that were there with you, that are there that are pro worker, that are pro union. Yeah. Like you lose them and then you give them to the right because you've come up with these ideas that are just so crazy that they're not going to listen to you anymore. And and that's that's the problem my side has done, I believe, over the years, where it's just like the far left has just ostracized that group of voters that used to be with us and now have gone to, you know, the Republicans. And, and I think also I think there's a lot of people on both sides who just – let's talk about the left side. I think there's a lot of people on the left who just ain't down with the 26 letters of the alphabet mafia. All of it. It's oh, like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I, th- I think sure. it's pushed. A, I was like, which? Oh, now I know you're talking about LGBT issues. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that a lot of it has become extreme overkill mm-hmm. for even like, oh, hey man, I am fine and good with lesbian, gay, queer, whatever. Now, we, this other stuff that y'all keep shoving down everybody's throats, this too much. This this stuff in schools. You know, I think mm-hmm. that is a much broader issue than just left right. I don't think it ain't just MAGA no, I, out I, here trying to get porn out of schools and trying mm-hmm. to not have trans nut jobs reading books to kids in daycares. And I, I think it's a line too far um, transitioning children under 18. And I think normal people just look at that mm-hmm. and say, this is too much. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I've told you privately before that, you know, so many of my friends that are liberals, Democrats, like privately will say, we don't agree with this, right? But you can't say that out loud or you get canceled, right? That's a big cancel. We're going to get canceled. So about with the issues you're talking about, like, you know, um, uh, gender, uh, what's called firm care for minors that, you know, they won't agree with that or, or just a simple principle of a guy playing in women's sports. I mean, let's just, can we get, you know, let's, let's just look at that logically. It sounds ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, and I think there's people that are on the left that feel that way, like I do, but they just don't want to say it. You yeah. Know? All right. Let's take a break. Come back. Close out hour one. This is the Clay Edwards show with Sean York Karan. Hour one seems like no better time than now. Tell you guys what's for lunch today. You know what's for, you know what's for lunch today. It's gonna be a hundred degrees outside. The big salad. Get you something healthy, cool, crisp, relaxing. The big salad. Check them out online. TheBigSalad.com. Did you know? Did you know? If you listen to the show, you know you could turn every salad they have, every one of their specialty salads. You can turn that into a wrap. That's right. I'm tell you what, I went and loaded up on Fit Chef meals because I'm attempting to watch what I eat, but I, I wreck it every day somehow or another, eating something that I shouldn't. But um, I, I tell you what, the the big salad actually sounds really good today. Check this out, man. We got like a minute here before the top of the hour break. Wasn't no sense in getting started or anything else. Uh, they got the bravocado, the chicken Caesar, the club, the cob, the Mediterranean, the miso sesame. The Seaside, the Southwest Chicken, the Strawberry Apple. They got the sandwiches. Here's a great deal. You can turn all of those into a, into a wrap. So check them out, man. They got soups, salads, smoothies, and more. And did you know you can get it delivered? That's right. Check out Take a Break Deliveries and search The Big Salad. They're located right there in Dogwood, in Flowood, across from Amerigo. TheBigSalad.com. See you shortly. All right, welcome back in. It's hour two of the Clay Edwards Show, and this segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Guns in 
gear. If you're out gun shopping this weekend, look, man, I ain't going to be a hater. I ain't going to be a hater. I'm just going to say, ain't no sense in messing around all these expos and this, that, and the other. Spend your money locally. Spend your money locally. Go out there to Guns and Gear. Support my boy Hunter and his team. Buy all your ammo there. Buy your guns there. All that good stuff. You need some coating? Get it done there. You need some gunsmithing work? Get it done there. You need to sell a gun. Don't go to a pawn shop. Go to Guns and Gear to sell your gun. Come on, you wouldn't go sell your car to a... What would you do? I don't know. I can't think of a good analogy. But neither here nor there. Get out to Guns and Gear. Here's some of their recent deals of the day. Fred's deals of the day. How about a Beretta? A400 Extreme Plus 12 gauge. Pre-owned. Let me see here. Facebook's moving a little slow this morning. I was going to tell you all the price. Uh, this was yesterday. Only fifteen ninety nine. Only fifteen ninety nine. How about this? How about a Browning Bar 300 pre-owned? Nine forty nine. That sounds like a good deal to me. I don't know about you. What about yeah. the Smith and Wesson six eighty six dash six three fifty seven mag, brand new, only nine nine nineteen. How about this? Uh, maybe you're balling on a budget. Still, still like to put holes in things. Pew pew. How about a Charter <laughs> Mag Pug three fifty seven, brand new? I mean, this is like a snub nosed, dirty hairy type thing here. Only four nineteen ninety nine. Come on, four nineteen to protect you or your family from a thug. That seems like a small investment to make. About a Smith & Wesson 10-8, 38 special, pre-owned, only three ninety nine. You can see all these specials and more over at Guns & Gear's Facebook page. Just search Guns & Gear. Shop them online, gunsandgearms.com, or just go visit them in person. Shoot the breeze with them. I mean, like I joke around all the time. I'm not a gun guy. I just have guns. These are gun guys, and they make me feel like they make me feel smart the way they talk to you. They don't talk down to you. They don't act like they know more than you. They just educate you, and I, that, that is very, very important. Go have a conversation with the team over there, and uh, they'll answer all your questions for you. They won't belittle you. They won't act like they're smarter than you or none of that stuff. Uh, that's important. So they're right there on 51 North at Yandale Road. That's guns in gear. All right, Sean, I thought we had a, some pretty good conversations there in the first hour about yeah, our parties are very interesting, and it's it's a bit of a civil war going on in both parties. Yeah, I mean that's what I was just pulled up. You know, we were talking about James Carville before. Yes, the top of the hour. And James Carville, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, was one of the strategists, like the lead strategist on Bill Clinton's 1992 campaign. He's kind of infamous. The guy is Democratic, Paul was at least, and he's yeah. kind of been, and he's got a podcast, and it's really really interesting. And he's from Louisiana. right? He's from Louisiana. Big he LSU is. fan. Right? He, I think he's got a house in Bay St. Louis actually okay. too right now. He lives he lives there, and his his wife is Mary Matlin, who's worked on. Uh, George H.W. Bush's campaign. That's how they met. They're working on opposing campaigns, and they met and they got married. But uh, and he's may I don't know if you ever listened to him. He's he's just he's he's brilliant. And you know he he wrote this article a while back. We did this interview where he said that you know the Democratic Party has a wokeness problem, and no one wants to say it. And what he's this is a really good quote from him. And he said, "You ever get the sense that people in faculty lounges and fancy colleges use a different language than ordinary people? They come up with words like Latinx that no one else uses." Or they use a phrase like communities of color. He says, I don't know anyone who speaks like that. I don't know anyone who lives in the community of color. I know lots of white, black, and brown people, and they all live in places called neighborhoods. And then, what about POCs? Yeah, right. I mean, and then he said, you know, he said, what, what is the, um, 
what, it, what, what why is this a wokeness problem? He says, wokeness is a problem and everyone knows it. It's hard to talk about it to anybody today, and I'll talk about it with everybody in the Democratic Party, but nobody wants to say it. And the interviewer is like, why don't they want to say it? Because they're going to get clobbered or canceled. And that's, I mean, and, you know, and, and Carville doesn't care anymore because he's like 78 years old and he's already done everything you can do in the Democratic Party and politics in general. I think he was a advisor to, um, I don't know if it was Netanyahu or, or somebody like that in Israel. He gets called up by foreign leaders to advise their campaigns. Yeah. I mean, guy's brilliant. I he mean, doesn't care what a bunch of, what a bunch of purple hairs in America think about him. No, he doesn't. He just goes, I mean, he's, you know, he was, the, you know, the, the lead strategist in the party for a long time and he, he, uh, Mastermind in Clinton's 1992 campaign, and that you know that's what I, what he's saying, and I agree with him. That's the part what we're talking about, like his end of the party, which is where I feel like I fit in, and then the other far left is the uh, and the, the 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 fight that's going on, the civil war there. I mean, you're talking about your guys' civil war. I think that's ours. It's like a fight for who controls the party. Now, of course, the the voices on the far left are the loudest, just like the voices. You know, well, I don't know that the. I don't know that it's different than the Republicans, right? Because I don't know that I'd say the country club Republicans are the loudest because they pick up to what the far right wants too. They pick up things like transgender issues or you that know, well, should not be a far right issue. Well, I'm just saying, but that's not an issue that's important to the, the people are country making club. people on the left are telling you it's a far right issue because they want to. Oh, if, if we if we boogeyman it and call it far right, I see what your point. There. I'm just know. saying, let's just say it is an issue that the country country club Republicans do not care about. We'd agree on that, right? That they don't really care about it. They're just using it to get yeah. the MAGA crowd. Sure, they're just saying we just want we're gonna. That's why Delbert Hoseman looks ridiculous talking about. It. That's why Tate Reeves looks ridiculous talking about it. You know, and that's and but they're using that issue. And I think that you know. The, like I said, on the left, the opposition to all that is what we were joking about this other day on air. Everything is racist, you know, and everything is anything. My dog is racist. You know, that's where they've gone. They've gone all the way that way. And it's just hard to I don't know how you keep those two groups on the left together. Just like I don't know how you keep the two groups that you're talking about on the right together. I don't think you do. I mean, I was actively pulling for Mitch McConnell to die the other day. <laughs> I'd say I actually felt bad for him. And I really when did. A glitch McConnell. And he was like, fall, fall. It is time to retire. It's time. I'm kidding about I wasn't rooting for him to die. I know. I'm just. uh, It is time to exit stage left or right. I don't care. Don't come back. Yeah. You're 75, 80. How old? 82. 82. He's 82. Bye. Go, go, go die at home. Don't do it. Don't. If you stick around that long and you have a seizure at the podium, I don't feel bad for you. You have outstayed your welcome. Whether you're 85, 75, I don't care. You've been in politics too long. Hmm. I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican. I don't feel sorry for you. The Democrats said, oh, he's too old. You brought this up. Hell, y'all rolled in a dead Diane Feinstein. Yeah, that's, I know. I sent you that Twitter feed. That's what's so amazing to me. Both parties have this octogenarian problem with these pe- with these folks. And the Democrats on Twitter were jumping up like, Mitch McConnell, and I hope he dies. He's so evil, and he's too old. This is not fair to the country. I'm like, you guys literally weekend at Bernie's. Diane Feinstein, Diane Feinstein, and like think, weekend at Bernie's, a United States senator, and that's what you're doing over there. And you're like, that's okay, but Mitch McConnell needs to leave. And yeah. that I, just, I can't stand his hypocrisy on, from either side. I, and that's I what it. that is. Shaw, Shaw was a little surprised to find out that I was actively rooting for ill, an ill Mitch McConnell. He's like, but he's on your side. I'm like, I don't care. Well, I just you know the thing, Mitch McConnell. You know, I'm not gonna. You're not gonna get this hypocrisy from me. I'm gonna. I don't like any of them. Yeah, that's. I mean, and, and that's that goes to our civil war within the party. I, I, I think, I think what we have in America, and I think most people will agree with this, but we've had to pick these. We're picking sides the wrong way. Mm-hmm. It is a, it is class warfare. Yeah, it is class warfare. Boils down and, to that. And, 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 really and, and, and that. But that that that's top and bottom, right? Mm-hmm. That that's that's up and down. But we'll be able to. We're having to fight left and right. 
Yeah, because on the left, the faculty lounge people, like Carville says, are the elitists, the people with mm-hmm. money, right, on the left. They're the ones talking about Latinx or community of color yeah. and all these issues that the working class Democrat is really not concerned with. You know, he's just trying to get a paycheck. I mean, he's just worried. He likes, he likes health care because he's having issues with his insurer or yeah. if he's got a small business like I do and he's trying to get insurance and dealing with somebody like United Healthcare, whoever, yeah. dealing with those issues. He's not worried about, you know, Phrasing things correctly. Like, low, low income and middle class have been pitted to war against each other. Yeah. Which I guess is throughout human history, right? Yeah, I like mean, we, we have been pitted. We're Operation Human Shield down here mm-hmm. from what's above us. Let's take a call here. I don't even know who it is. Let's see. Coming in hot. Hey, caller, you're on there. Uh, you know Trump is 77, right? He ain't too far off from <laughs> Mitch McConnell. 81. I mean, if, if we're just going to call in and cry about Trump and hypocrisy, I mean, come on. Bring something better. No, I'm not. That's hypocrisy. He's 77. And, and look, and, and hey, and I'll tell you this: I would have no problem with Trump stepping off to the stage. I would have no problem with him stepping off stage left or stage right either, if the other side was didn't have a dead man on in in office. Oh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I mean, mean, at least Biden, at least Trump has his Biden. cognitive abilities. I, look, I would love for Trump to step off. And and it just be uh, DeSantis and Ramaswamy and whoever going at it. I would have no problem with that, but I do think right now Trump is the best I mean, guy for the job. I'm just, but I'm gonna, not arguing. I'm just going to go a further step and say all baby boomers just need to go away. They right. just need to retire and leave the country to Gen X and uh, millennials. I'm with you because yeah, they they've ruined the country. I do want to see a point. Trump revenge tour, just selfishly after what they've done to him. But I would have no, I would have no problem if we said okay, nobody over sixty five can be in public office starting immediately. Oh yeah, yeah hey, we agree on that. I mean, uh, his revenge tour. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, every day something comes out about it, and I'm just like, mm, no, I'm over it. Like I'm I'm totally on the Ramaswamy board, and it's just I like I like Ramaswamy. I just think, unfortunately. I don't think he'll ever win with that name, but of course, I didn't think Barack Hussein Obama was about w- to say w- would either. You yeah. know, so I mean, maybe people yeah. will vote for him. But that's the crazy thing about America, man. It's like that shouldn't matter. You should focus on what the man is talking about. Yeah, we got a text in here from Carl that says Trump is not old guard. He hasn't been in politics for sixty years, and I think that's a good point too. And I think that's, I think that's why Trump gets a bit of a gets a bit of a pass. On on the age about, thing is he has his cognitive ability, and he hasn't been a politician his whole life. But he is old. Well, we agree he's the old. Thing about, yeah. The thing about the old guard that I agree with the texter, yeah, he hasn't been jaded. I, I, I would say as much as you know McConnell and everybody else. But at the same time, he he incites the left way too much, man. Like I get that. He was done very wrong by his first term and then even now. But there's a reason for it. I mean, it's just like, I'm not saying that, I, hey, he can say whatever the heck he wants. It's fine. Like, he's funny to me. Like, <laughs> that's the reason I voted for him. Like, he's funny. Like, he, he, he just, but for, at this point, it's just, he incites the left too much and he brings people who have probably never voted in their life out to vote. Right. But see, but here's my here's my problem when we when we and I don't disagree with you on anything you're saying there, but my problem with it is and why I can't buy into that 
is because that's saying that we're going to let the left dictate who our candidate is because he makes them mad. Well, that's exactly what I want my candidate to do is piss off the left. That means he's doing something right. I mean, okay, so if he makes everybody, if he makes people, like if he brings the opponent out to vote, but you want the best for the country, don't you want the country united? That's what I'm saying. Like right, we're supposed to be the united states, not the divided states. Then, then, then the Democrats Trump, should roll out somebody that unites me. They don't do that. I mean, that's the thing about it. Like I know you say that you didn't vote for Barack Obama either term. Not even stand once. Stand on that. I mean, and hey, I mean, I, that's great. Mitt Romney guy, Clay. You know, but hey, I do, I do, I do have to call myself out. You, you said something the other day, and I thought about it after I got off the air. I, I, I was being a hypocrite. I did not vote at all for Romney either. So I guess technically I did vote. If if I'm going to use that logic for uh, Ben Shapiro and Trump, I have to use it for myself. I did not vote in what was it, twelve, two thousand twelve. I didn't vote two thousand twelve. I, I didn't vote for Romney either. Yeah, so I guess I, I guess I voted for, for Obama since I didn't vote for Romney. But I did vote for Obama the first term because I was not about to vote for McCain. <laughs> There's no way I would. Well, vote hindsight's for twenty twenty. I shouldn't have voted then either. But uh, but I felt like Obama was the candidate, like that was preaching. I mean, his policies when he got his office were horrible. But his, I mean, the message that he, you know, campaigned on, you know, uniting and like change and all that stuff. It was a, a turn from, like, you know, the George Bush years and all that stuff and trying to bring the country back together. And that's all I'm saying that that's what I feel like Vivek does. I got it, bro. Like he, yeah. I got, hey, hey great, great call as always, man. I, I, we agree on more than we disagree on, but it makes you question it. You know, it may, yeah. I, I like I like a call that makes me question what I think because I am either going to change my mind or I'm going to feel stronger about it. And I, I come out of this conversation today feeling stronger and, I mean, about And that's the thing about Trump being I, I hate to cut you off, but You're good. I mean, no, that's the thing about adults having adult conversations. This is how your intro says it. I mean, like, if you can't ha- – I'm not trying to change your mind. You're not trying to change my mind. But it's just like if you can't just have an adult conversation – I mean, what's the point of like having free speech? I guess, but I mean, you know, it's why I'm yeah. glad. It's why I'm glad Thomas quit calling the show. I, I just get tired of arguing. I don't want to argue, yeah. scream at each other. I want, I want to have a real conversation and try to grow from it or become more resolute in my belief, one or the other. Yeah, appreciate it, brother. Great call, man. Have Great a good show. weekend. Uh huh. I like that guy. Let's take a break real quick. Come back. We're going to unpack that conversation a little bit. Sean looks like he's got a lot to say. Yeah. This is I'm the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the rule breaking show, the Clay Edwards show with Sean Yurkaran. Hey, real quick, guys, if you're out house shopping this weekend, right out to Stonebridge in Rankin County, right over off Highway 18, right past Brandon High School. Take a right there at Stonebridge Elementary in the neighborhoods back there, right around, check it out, and get in touch with my buddy, Brad Burleson, with ulistms.com. They got houses starting as low as 275. That's right. Check them out. Ulistms.com. Live in the Brandon School District. Live in the, you're basically in downtown Brandon without the downtown Brandon traffic. So uh, check out Stonebridge right there. It's got all the amenities, swimming pool, clubhouse, 
playground, sidewalks, big wide sidewalks too. I ain't talking about no middle of the mall sidewalks. I ain't talking about like the sidewalks they put in downtown, Brandon. I like them, but they narrow. These are big old wide sidewalks. You could drive a car down these things. And uh, you can push your baby stroller. People can ride their bikes, jog around you, the whole nine yards. Big wide roads too. Little things like that impress me. I'm easily impressed. What can I say? After living in Jackson for 42 years, I see a sidewalk somewhere in a street without a pothole. I'm easily impressed. But uh, check out Stonebridge. Beautiful homes back there. And get in touch with Brad Burleson at ulistms.com. That's the letter U, listms.com. Sean, let's pick up my buddy's phone call there. Hey, man, text me your name, too. I have forgotten it. Isn't it Taylor? Is it Taylor? called in a few times. I think I could be wrong. Taylor. Taylor. It was said Taylor on the call. I didn't know if it was first or last name. Um, Text me your name so I can lock you in. Too good of a call to say unknown. Um, I want to go back to this Trump motivates Democrats conversation. But he also motivates Republicans. Yeah. He motivates motivates everyone. I know there's some quote-unquote never Trumpers out there. Mm -hmm. But let me – I will assure you. That if you if you get rid of Trump some some nefarious way from the ballot, there will be some never Republicans. Do you mind if the Democrats do it or the no? Republicans I'm talking about it, however it happens. If Trump ends up off that ballot, mm-hmm. and let's just say we get force fed a DeSantis, okay. there's going to be some never Republicans that just don't, don't go out and vote at all. Yeah, because I guess I mean there's probably no way there's going to be a much is- bigger swing. But I think never Trumpers are what they call the allowed minority. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's many of them in the Republican Party. Is you know, I mean, there's like the most the, the notable ones like the Lincoln Project and uh, John Kasich and those those folks. The Lincoln Project people are pedophiles. Uh, I I don't know. Are they? I've, yeah. I mean, who's which know, ones? Oh wait, but, one of them. Yeah, one of them had some issue. Now uh, I remember it's an issue. It wasn't an issue. It was, he was a pedophile. I forget which. What's what's that guy's name? I don't remember, but he was he was one of the loudest beaters of yeah, the drum. Yeah, I read something about this not long ago. Yeah, I can't they, remember the guy's they, name. They now. called a child porn charge or a pedophilia some, yeah, charge. Yeah, I think it was a child porn charge. Yeah, I think that's so, right. That tells you the kind of people that are never Trumpers. What you? Well, I mean, also you know uh, Steve Schmidt, who's in Lincoln Project, is the architect of Sarah Palin. And I always think that, you know, like that, how, like, yeah, that was a really good idea. But anyway, the, um, um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, it depends on, like you're saying, if Trump is off the ballot, how does he get off the, I don't think there's any way he doesn't run or he quits voluntarily. Let me put it that way. I don't think he quits voluntarily. Like, he's not going to do that. No, he's it's, gonna, his, it's his hill to die on. If yeah. He, he's, I mean, he's, ride it out. yeah, he's charging. I mean, yeah. whether, you know, indictments, trial, what, because, you know, if he gets convicted, he could still be president. Oh, yeah. By the way, he can still be president. So I don't. Um, People love an underdog too, and and Trump is a billionaire underdog who's been president. I mean, it's a from a marketing standpoint, it's quite phenomenal that he is a he's been a billionaire as long as I've been alive, been a famous billionaire as long as I've been alive, mm-hmm. been president of the United States, yeah. and somehow or another he still comes across as this underdog fighting for the fighting for the blue collar guy. Yeah, I mean he's. Um, I mean he looks like he's getting ganged up on. Like that's the appearance of what's going yeah. on now. I mean, and uh, so I think he's got that in his favor, obviously, and that's why his every time he gets indicted, his polling goes up on the on the right. Or and I, and what, I think but, the Hunter Biden stuff helps Trump because people are saying Hunter is getting this sweetheart treatment. The Bidens are getting this sweetheart treatment, and you're doing this to I Trump. I think that helps him. I'm sorry. I'm just saying. I think I think normal Americans look at that and say, you know, something ain't right. I think. See, I disagree on that. I think that that fuels the right. 
makes them more like they care about the Hunter Biden issue, but your average American just doesn't care about it. Just like, you know, there's certain issues on the left that they care. Like the left is all into this, you know, Trump and the porn star. Right. But I think your average American doesn't give a crap about that. Like, I mean, who's sitting around like, man, can you believe Trump hooked up with Stormy Daniels and then gave her money? Oh, he gave a porn star. I mean, let's get out of here. Like, that's like nobody cares about that. I think the Hunter Biden is a big push on the right. I don't think it's going to affect like the average, you know, independent. What if there is any left voter? But um, I think it, but it fuels him on the right. And But I, to your larger point, I think the uh, he motivates y'all and he motivates Democrats. So he's going to get everybody out. I mean, it's going to be a big yeah. fight to the end. I don't it does. But then I guess you have your question. Does somebody and I'm going to take Ron to sentence out of this because I think he's a terrible candidate and really is just, you know, just shot a shot at this point. But if you put somebody like Tim Scott or Ramaswamy, is that how you say his name? Ramaswamy. Does I think. does he appeal to the independent voter at that point? And to a weak President Biden? Possibly, yeah. I mean, and does he is that make it does it make a Republican victory easier? Possibly, yeah. I think that's true. I think based on a weak Biden, mm-hmm. it, it's it, it's it's wide open on the Republican side. I think anybody's got a puncher's chance. Yeah, I think I mean I think such so I think see I that's think, a, not anybody, I mean I think any of the top guys gotta if you remove Trump. Right, and but you remove DeSantis, I think I think, you know, I think Tim Scott because once you put the machine behind somebody, mm-hmm. think you know, what little you know about them now is gonna change. Exactly. Uh, you know what I mean? I mean once, once the machine gets behind them and straps the rocket boosters to them, mm-hmm. you, they're going to become a household name. Yeah. I mean, and I think um, that's true. I mean, I think that uh, Trump also not only gives Biden the best chance to win, I think Trump actually gives because he turns out Democrats. So he gives Biden the best chance. That's that is a good argument too. And I think like, Biden gives Trump the best chance to win. Well, yeah, I mean he does. I think, but I think he also gives other Republicans the best chance to win. Yeah. I think that somebody like sure, Tim Scott doesn't doesn't have the baggage that Trump has, where that centrist voter, independent, may more like vote for him instead of sitting out or not going to Biden because they're thinking, well, the never and the never Trumpers. They're going to go flip back to you know the Republican Party if it's someone like Tim Scott. So I mean, I think that there's voters that. Trump can't get, or it's hard for him to get, let's put it that way, that other Republicans can get. I think Biden motivates Republicans. Sure, I think he does. Not The way, the way, that, the way that Trump motivates Democrats. I, and I'm telling you, what's going on with the crime family stuff, mm-hmm. that narrative, that is, on, that's, that is only motivating more Republicans. The, the two-tier justice system and the more they do to Trump, and it all looks like it's coming from Biden, it's making Biden into an evil, evil figure. Well, I mean, but that would happen regardless whether Trump was on the ballot or not, right? I mean, so if it was another Republican, they'd still be motivated to go vote for that guy, and that guy wouldn't have the baggage that Trump does have. No, but we can't have we can't say that Trump motivates Democrats and not say that Biden don't motivate Republicans. No, I'm saying he I'm not saying he doesn't. What I'm, I'm saying the is, same argument. but he's still on. But Biden's going to be on the ballot regardless. We're talking sure. about like if the, does does that that dynamic doesn't uh, changes a bit if you take Trump out and Biden's still motivating Republicans whether he's on the ballot or not. I don't know that he is going to be on the ballot. What's about Biden or yeah, Trump? Biden. Well, health can, I mean, I guess he could possibly die. He is 4,000 years old, but other than yeah. that, I mean. I don't know. I mean, like, does a, does a Newsom motivate the, the, the hate from the, I, mean, it wouldn't I don't me, see that but happening. I'm a politico. Let's take a call. Hey, you're on there. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Hey, brother. Hey, morning. I'm just about to lose y'all down here in Prentice, but I'm glad uh-huh. that you answered so I could listen to the conversation. I've been talking to some people, and they say if this next election goes down like the last one did, they're not even going to vote for presidents no more. What do you mean? They just, you know, the way they went there, I don't know, they were saying that it was stolen from Trump or oh, what, gotcha, you know, they're gotcha. saying that, you know, if it's all the, like, it, you know, four or five weeks to count votes. 
No, you, if they, it goes down. That, if we it better, goes down like that again. They said, "I'm not voting for president again. I'll just vote for local stuff." But if they do this again, we better wake up on the first Wednesday of November with a new president. Well, and that's what they was they were saying. You know, one, do it in one day like you used to. Why does yeah. it take so long? Yeah, you know, it's all done by computer now anyway, whether we like that or not. Um, right. So that's what I was explaining to him. But I, I, I was waiting because he, he wasn't talking about all the absentee voting and stuff. Yep. You know, and, that, and they even mentioned, uh, a couple of them, you know, mentioned Corona. Yeah, they took advantage of that. Sorry. Yeah. Are you all right? I thought I lost you. I just went, thought I was going through a cell tower. No, I was trying to answer line two here, but it just went straight to a dial tone. Hey, look, Chris, I'm going to jump off here, brother. I appreciate it, man. Right. I Th- mean, y'all have a great and blessed safe weekend. You too. Thanks. Let's take another call here if we can. No, dial tone. All right, let's take a break. We'll be right back. This is the Clay Edwards Show. Phone line's wide open, 601 879 Zero 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 two. All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. We are live here on 103.9 FM WYAB. Hey, we had a couple callers call in during the break. Y'all call back. I don't want to talk to you during the break. I want to talk to you on the air. 601 879 Zero 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 two. Phone lines are wide open. We want to hear from you. Does Trump motivate you? Does Biden motivate you to get out and vote? I mean, let us know. Where do you stand on this? Uh, let's see. Real quick, uh, this segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Gracie South. Get over there this weekend, man. Uh, kickboxing, adult jiu-jitsu, and children's uh, jiu-jitsu. Also, they have women's self-defense classes. They got it all covered for you right there at Gracie South. Those adult jiu-jitsu classes are taught by Hoist Gracie Black Belt, Chance Shepard. Check them out. Two locations. One in Madison on Fairmont. I'm sorry. One in Madison on Ridgecrest Drive and one in Pearl at Fairmont Plaza. You can check them out online. GracieSouth.com. First week is free. Then mention that you heard it on the Clay Edwards Show. And you're going to get 20% off future visits and whatnot. So check them out. Gracie South Jiu-Jitsu and Kickboxing. Sean. So interesting conversations this morning, man. Yeah, uh, totally. You know, because I think that it peels an onion back and creates a conversation that's not had a whole lot. That there's 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 internal struggles in both parties. You know, we've watched mm-hmm. it happen with with the far left, your your squads. And your old, your old liberals. I mean, even Nan- like Nancy Pelosi was constantly at war with with AOC and them. Oh yeah, she well because she's pragmatic and AOC's yeah. not. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I know as much as the right doesn't like Nancy. Nancy's actually very pragmatic and knows what she's doing. AOC is a loose cannon lunatic. I mean, yeah. like, just the way it is. I and mean, then, it's just. Then you have our side with the Freedom Caucus going at it with your uh, who, who, uh, who's our House leader? Who's our who's Kevin our, McCarthy? McCarthy. Thank you. Yeah. You know, going back and forth and holding him accountable. But it's healthy for it, especially on our side. Consider I consider myself more the Freedom Caucus side, mm-hmm. and I don't. And I, the establishment guys, I, I think have been doing too much monkey stuff for too long, you know, kowtowing to the left. So I, I like it, you know. Now I hate both sides of, of the left, but I, again, I think it's good to be held accountable. I mean, if if you want, your you want. We had this conversation the other day. Mm-hmm. Like, who really believes in politics? What they're saying. And I think it's the people that are on the far left yeah, and the far right. Saying, yeah, they like, actually, those are the people who are doing it because you know, Chris McDaniel here locally. Yeah. I think these are the people 
like one thing one thing I've heard from everybody about Chris McDaniel is whether they agree with him or not, he comes across authentic. Mm-hmm. They believe that he believes what he's saying. Okay, yeah, maybe you have to be on the far edges of 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 either you know perspective to do that. Like you know, maybe you do to actually to actually stand resolute in your beliefs. Yeah, I mean you know because if you're resolute in things that are never going to happen, I mean because if you're on the far right or far left, you believe in things that are probably never going to happen. Got, like things that policies fighting. are never. You keep fighting for policies that most likely are not going to happen. Well, people just on think- that. People did not think that we would overturn Roe versus Wade, and it happened. Yeah, I mean that's true, right? Yeah, exactly. But I, do you consider that a far right? I don't know if I put that. As I don't far necessarily, right. but it was considered something that we. It we was certainly do. a conservative position that's yeah. been worked on since the since Roe was handed down in the seventies. I mean, yeah. that's been well, a long, long fight. Well, the media calls it far right now. Yeah, I think right. I mean, yeah, they do. I mean, I mean, it's something that conservatives have been working on for the last almost fifty years. Since, well, mean, since the decision came down. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, I, I don't know. Finish up. Okay. Yeah, I don't know that. Um, I don't know if I consider that like necessarily a, a extreme position because it seems like one of the bedrocks of conservatism. I'm, you know, somebody's pro life. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's what they are. But and, but, but and now, but they call it a far right Supreme Court and this that and the other and like everything that they don't like is far right. Yeah, I and we talked about that before during. I think we were talking about affirmative action. I mean, during the 1950s and 60s, the Warren Court was very liberal. I mean, this is the way the court operates; it ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. But trust me, in 20 years, it'll be a liberal court again. Or yeah. I mean, I assume it, like it's going to go back and forth. That's what it does. And yep. That's what the court does. Let's take a call here, real quick. Hey, you're on there. Thanks for calling back. Hey. Um- I want to put in my two cents now. I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to be, I'm be this big part. I said, please do. Okay. Um, first of all, I want to say this when, uh, Democrats and independents go to the poll, pull that up. They're not Trump and maggots. They don't go out there and listen to this book. Yes. They're not voting for Hunter Biden. Trump is one of the biggest influencers of getting the vote out against your party than any, anything ever come. Now, you sit up now, you sit up and you talk about, because they're woke on what's going on. People like me, I've been watching C-SPAN ever since I was 16 years old. I've been watching the Congress in session since I was 16 years old. It's people that watch this stuff. They watch and they see what's being, what, what, what transpired. They done seen, I've seen the courts switch from liberal to, to, to conservative. What's going to happen is they're going to add a couple of more seats on, on, on the Supreme Court. That's how they're going to get their – that's how liberals are going to get their uh, power back. Now, I'm not – I'm a true independent because I can vote both ways. I don't have blinders on. I can vote both ways. I can see foolishness, and, and I can see truth. When things don't get passed, it's because they don't have enough votes on the other side. The biggest problem that America has – the biggest problem that America have, the biggest problem that you MAGA Republicans have is you all don't know civics. The majority of this country, they stopped teaching civics in school in 1993 to 95. So you got that long of a, of a gap of people. Did Democrats teach it? You said you said that's the problem with women, bro. You said that's the problem with MAGA Republicans is we didn't learn civics. Did y'all learn it? Democrat. Did Democrats learn it? Since since MAGA Republicans didn't learn it, did Democrats? Okay, I'm going to answer your question. Most, I said I was, I said I was independent, but most Democrat and independent. But you also said MAGA Republicans didn't know civics. Okay, listen, 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 bro. I'm going to answer your question. Most, most Democrat and independent people that's that's voting, they're civics literate. 
Most of the people that on your side are, are dropouts. They're not, even, they, they're not even educated. Because if you was, you would know better. Most people that I've met, this Democrat or, or independent, are civics literate. That's, that's a fact. See, when I call Kim, Kim, Kim Wade's show, you all have a pretty good platform because you have a, this is one of the most balanced shows on this network, on this particular station. Thank you. Because you have both sides. Now, he being, he, your, your co-host is being real nice and courteous to you. He lets you get away with a few things, but he try to come back and straighten it up. But see, me, I'm going to shoot it just like it is. If it's a good Republican, I'm going to vote for him. If it's a good, if it's a good Democrat, I'm going to vote for him. But see, I understand the history behind it. I understand the code words behind it. I understand when you when people say when they say Democrat, they mean black. Been knowing that since '86, and they ain't no need to deny it because I can bring it up. You, I don't go with this this revisionary history and stuff. I know my history. My mother, my mother was one of the ones that was locked up in those chicken coops from going down sitting there in on, on, on those uh on those lunch counters. So you can't shoot this mess by me. Not by me. You can fool other people, but you can't fool people like me. And the majority of the people that's voting, that will vote for Biden, is not fooled by that crap. This crap that you, yeah, they might have cheated, but they, but the, but the Democratic side cheated more than, than, than they out-cheated them, if it was any cheating done. But I don't believe it was any, any done because all the votes were counted for. But when you go and push this crap, that's why you, would never, you won't win in 20 years. You, I don't care who you run, because you done messed it up. You're going to let this clown mess it up for you. That's all I had to say. Thanks, Stubble. I, I got to go. Since he hung up, I was letting him finish. I was trying to be courteous, let him finish. But since he hung up, I'm going to have to bring this up anyway. Did he, did he insinuate that there's more Republican dropouts than Democrats? Um, he said there's dropouts. I don't know. There's, I mean... Do we have numbers on? I mean, I'm sure that there's dropouts on all sides, Clay. I mean, they're just. But he he also said that when we say Democrats, we mean blacks. So I don't mean black people when I say Democrats. I mean, I'm just I don't I'm mean using his language all. against him here. So is he saying that more Republicans are dropouts than Democrats? I I, I don't know. I'm sure. I mean, I don't. Most people don't know if they're Republican or Democrat before they drop out. That's what I mean. I think yeah. That's just I don't know what the statistic on that is. But I mean, I just when when I say Democrat, I don't think that um you know obviously we're talking about black or white just we were just talking about it's a big tent most of the people that come up with faculty lounge politics probably way on the uh, on the left are are generally white college professors you know I will they're bet not you, i will bet you a hundred dollar bill right now without even pulling the numbers up maybe somebody's listening who can do it i don't even know how to pull the numbers up i'm not a stat guy like that mm-hmm. i bet you a hundred dollar bill that if you take we can agree that jackson's overwhelmingly democrat right i mean yeah, I guess so. I mean, just, I just mean, look, looking at looking at. I mean, the, it's 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 eighty five percent black. I don't know which way everybody votes, but I assume they yeah. vote Democrat most of the time. Look, right? look, looking at what's in charge. In yeah, Jackson. okay, sure. All right, so yeah. it's overwhelmingly Democrat. We can agree that the suburbs are overwhelmingly conservative. Yes. Yes. Okay. Let's take all the surrounding suburbs, mm-hmm. all of them. I bet you there's less dropouts in all those surrounding school districts. I'll even include Hines County as part of the suburbs. Right, you know Clinton, Byram, et cetera, Raymond. Mm-hmm. I bet you there's more dropouts in JPS than all of those combined well, every year. You know, I mean, I just think it's a hard thing to quantify. I mean, there's I'm sure there's tons of rural areas where where kids are dropping out of school that are white left and right. Sure, 
I mean, so I, I just, I, I'm not going to make, I, mean, full, I can't make a blanket statement like full, that because full disclosure, full disclosure, I'm a dropout. Yeah. I mean, I just don't know if it's, it's but, not but I, race specific. I, did, I think I did go, I did, I did finish school. I did get my mm-hmm. GD and I did go to Heinz. I got a two year, uh, two year associates degree. Yeah. I mean, so that's, I, there was know. more, there was more school in my future. It just wasn't high school. That's why I can't, so, I can't make a blanket statement or yeah. agree to anything because it just seems like, you know, there, I mean, there could be people in Tishomingo County that are white and all tons of dropouts, just like there is in Jack. I mean, I think it's anywhere where yeah. that, that schooling people drop out of school. There's, there's, and it's, Again, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. It's generally a class issue, right? It's generally it's, a class issue. It's a class issue. I mean, if somebody's wealthy, do their kids drop out of school? No. They don't. That never happens. I mean, yeah. a rich guy does <laughs> Well, maybe Clay Edwards is the only person that does this happen to. But if your parents are rich, most likely you're going to finish school. If you're poor, whether you're white or black, there's a good chance you're not. Yeah. I mean, I do. I agree 100%. It is a, and that's why I go back to the Jackson thing. I don't mean to make it black white. Yeah. I, really, I really don't here, but we can sit here and we can agree that there's a lot of poverty in Jackson. Yeah, tons. And I think that's why this whole thing is really First a big class issue. issue. Right, and, right. I, and I can, I don't look at it nationally. I don't mm. look at poor white areas in Ohio because I don't live in Ohio. Yeah. I'm looking at Mississippi. Mm-hmm. You know, and I look at the surrounding areas and the places I live. That's my depth perception. Sure. Uh, yeah, I understand. Where, where I live. And where I live, that ain't the case. Yeah, I mean, here, right, I mean, I think there's probably, there's way higher poverty in Jackson, and majority of Jackson is black, 80%, 85% black, for sure. But I think nationwide, when I think this is, a, this boils down to, again, we talked about this in the first hour, this is a class warfare issue. We it, hold it there, we'll be right back. All right, welcome back in as we close out the show here, look. You guys are blowing up the phone lines there during the break. <clears throat> we just got too much going on. We're about to, we got two minutes left of the show. Uh, I got so I wrote some of your phone numbers down off the caller ID. I'm going to call you myself because I know y'all want to talk. So look, appreciate knowing the snowball was listening. I feel like we're making it. I just learned who he was. I didn't know who he was. That's cool. That's yeah, cool. He, Good call. He's got a. I think his real name is William. And that's what Kim Wade calls him. Snowball. Is that when Kim's wearing his pride socks? I just had to give a dig at Kim. I love doing. I'm doing that every show. <laughs> I'm giving a dig at Kim because he gives digs at me. So <laughs> I might see him at lunch actually work it out. So I'll tell him. We had the most balanced show on the radio. Um, so we got a couple of texts. Look, the guns are your text. Let's close it out with some of this, uh, real quick. <clears throat> Let me find it. I'm sorry, y'all. We got about a minute left. I do want to get some of your texts in. All right, unknown text. I am 100% Republican. My mother was 110% Democrat. We are both lily white and very educated. Both of my sons were dropouts, received their GEDs, and are now both making over 100 grand a year. Both the Republicans, you know, and I don't, I don't like talking about my income much, but I, I, I do okay with my GED. Let's see here. It says uh, so Ty says graduated high school, went to college, four year, four year certifications, or, or earned four certifications before the age of 25. Republican. I mean, that's why I think we can't say, like, somebody votes Democrat, somebody votes Republican, there must be a dropout. That, I, so I, completely, you know what I, mean? I completely disagree with that. I don't know what somebody's education level is and why they vote the way they vote. So. All right. See you all tomorrow. All right. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.